0: Spoon. You're home for the stuff you're thinking anyway. Hey everybody, I'm Fish. I'm Steve. Welcome to The Earspoon, found at theearspoon.com and wherever you download your podcast. Uh, getting right into it, I want to thank uh, our sponsors, Serious Natural Remedies. Yes, and Mocha Serious Natural Remedies. Yeah, you do that. Sometimes, C-E-R-E-S. Yeah, sometimes it sounds like I say serious, as in we're very serious, but this is serious. As in the pretty Greek, easygoing people. But the Greek god of CBDs. Yeah, but yeah. so- science-minded, but light. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff too. Good stuff. Cool. So those are the folks that make the pod possible uh, to you. Uh, let's, Did we say Mocha Joe's? Do we say Mocha Joe's? I thought. I hope so. I might have somewhere in there. I hope. we we'll say it hope again. So all right. So Mocha Joe's. Geez, boy, that would be horrible if we forgot them. I know. They keep me awake. I'd have to throw this coffee out. <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> no. They sponsor the pod. Uh, I know. We are contractually obligated to drink Mocha Joe's coffee. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I'm higher, taking it so. intravenously right now. That's it. It's the best stuff ever. You should mm. check it out for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, We'll uh we'll call this podcast. I've already named it yeah? Umbrella Lives Matter. Oh man. Now, I was shocked that you had not seen that that clip.
1: I'm trying to not see as much. Right. I mean, honestly, I to God, can appreciate that. I you know, as a as a lifelong news junkie, mm-hmm. as a devourer of uh of, you know, I'd say both you know, text and video of things, I keep up on the news pretty well. You do. But I have uh did I mention I went to Ireland? <laughs>
0: I don't think you have. <laughs> did, you kiss, <laughs> did you kiss the blarney stone? Did nope.
1: you have a point? Got nowhere near it. But as I've come back, I've I find my, I'm finding myself a little less drawn to the ancillary parts of the news. So uh, you know, I typically see things like this, but you just showed me this umbrella video. Maybe you want to describe it for people. All right, who haven't so if seen you
0: it. haven't seen it, it's uh it it it's the um it, it's it's the orange menace going into air force 1 and with a, he's got an umbrella over his head and then he just puts the umbrella on the deck behind him leaves it to blow around in the breeze and walks in just I you, know, I, I you know i you probably could sit there as as some right-wing bloviating gas bag and just say, typical snowflake just taking the stupidest thing and making an issue out of it. And I can't completely disagree with that yeah, assessment. It's not an issue. But it's not an issue, But, no. you know, an issue, but uh, exactly. But to me, it's something a little deeper and systemic than an issue. It's basically, and when I tweeted it out, I went, the umbrella... Uh, is represented in this scenario represents the United States of yeah. America. And many subsections thereof, which yep. is
1: I no longer have need for this. Fuck it.
0: Yeah. We <laughs> don't know? we don't want it. You can keep it. It's just gonna blow around here and then after about fifteen seconds an aid yeah. and I and I think it's Kushner, but you don't think it is. It doesn't look like him. No, mm-hmm. all right. So it just kind of steps around it to get in there. Nobody picks this thing up. I mean is that I have seen I don't know how many presidents get into Air Force One with umbrellas and things like that, mm-hmm. and they collapse them. Now, maybe they have to hand them off. Maybe there's a reason that. But you just don't collapse it and, and lean it somewhere. Right. Make it look like you give a shit.
1: Well, I've seen other videos of him with an umbrella over him with his Melania wife in the rain. On, in the rain. Yeah. And then you see the converse. Again, you know, you know, not. I have my own issues with Obama, but mm-hmm. guy was pretty considerate. You know, mm-hmm. he'd be concerned about anybody getting wet, what have you. But, like... I keep thinking to myself, like the people who put this man in office, most of which make next to nothing, or many of which are just regular hardworking people, who thought that that he doesn't even have in him, it's not even on his menu, the idea, well,
0: I'll just collapse this
1: umbrella and take it
0: inside with me. Yeah. I'll just, you know, I won't leave it for somebody else. I'm just going to just, you know, but no, there's an absolute, and I know it's a stupid umbrella. Right. I get it. It says a lot, though. I get it. But just the idea... It's like, if, if we can break it down into a, a professional sports analogy, all okay. right? So let, let's talk about that professional uh, football sport, all right? I've heard of that. the NFL. And when the oh, play- I thought you meant soccer. He's oh, like, damn yeah. it. I was so close. Did I mention I was in Ireland? No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Next to the, the Rose of Charlie. It's been plucked, plucked more times than the Rose of Charlie, so I am told. I was in Charlie. Huh? But I was in Charlie. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh, all right. Did She's you old see old the old. rose? Was it plucked? I did not. All right. Didn't look. Um, that's it. I'm exhausting all my Irish I Caddyshack know. references, so we'll have to move on now. Um, well, thanks for nothing. <laughs> thanks for nothing. You want to come up and count me a rosary card? Um, right. Anyway, you were saying. Yeah, I don't remember no. anymore. <laughs> football,
1: soccer, football oh, yeah. analogy. Yes. So
0: I've always appreciated when the athlete scores. And they could spike the ball. They could do whatever, but uh, you know, the, the the end of it is they just show their class by saying, "Here's what's going to happen. I'm just going to hand this off. We're going to pre- continue the game." Just right. so, and the guys who kind of spike it or just sort of, or you can see them basically just throw the ball in the opposite end, uh, op- away from the ref. Those are the guys that take right. me off. So this doesn't. It, should make a certain amount of sense that what he did ticks me off because Mm -hmm. it's just discarded for somebody else to come along and clean up before the plane takes off. Right. Not mine. And never giving it a second thought that somebody might be inconvenienced by it. I don't give a shit what light what what lot lot in life you've you've pegged for yourself. Right. You know, being human is the first thing you are.
1: It's the equivalent to throwing a big gulp out your window while you're driving you know it's like oh, I'm done with this yeah. now I don't see it it's not a thing anymore yeah it's not there object constancy as they say in the mental health field
0: <laughs> so so there's that that video so umbrella's lives matter and why do they matter because to to me the umbrella really does simp, uh, symbolize mm-hmm. what trump thinks of us yeah well let's be careful though because
1: the distinction i always try to make is he's president of a subsect a subsection uh, subsect, I guess that's a better word, a subsection of, of the United States, particularly white, particularly you know evangelical, particularly the, those who follow his sort of delusion. And so he is president of a small portion of this country. Right. And the rest can go to hell as far as he's concerned.
0: Yeah. Somebody I just got into a little bit of a trolling Facebook de- debate <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> with somebody. Always fun. And they said, well, he's your president, too. No. No, no he's not my president. No. If, if, if you choose to defend this man and stand on the wrong side of history, that's on you. I will resist. Yeah. That's what I will do, yeah. and why will I resist? Because just within a week's worth of time, look as what look what has happened, mm-hmm. look what has unfolded in the one week time since the last time you and I stood in the pod booth and right. did this thing.
1: And a week from now, we might be having yet another conversation. Oh about, God, you
0: know, I hope not. It'll of course, the we always before hope not. the election. Yeah, uh, but I hope not. But I mean, look, look what happened here. We and this is all Trump violence to me. This is all Trump violence. Certainly. We had the the uh, of course the bombing right. The hmm. guys mailing out the bomber in the right. in the uh, in none the, of them in the Mag- exploded, mobile. Yeah, no. right. But I guess they all had the potential that they weren't false bombs. They could have actually detonated and hurt people. Right. That's or at least the one outside the CNN studio. I believe is the one that they vetted. Right. Um, I'm sure they've edited them all, but that's the only one that I had heard of. Turns out it was steroid powder. What? What? <laughs> so, so there's that guy. And, and, you know, dead to nuts. Mm-hmm. Dead to nuts. And you posted something about that, what is it, that uh, that Crackpot uh, Melly, uh, whatever her name is, the one who defended all that. Oh, and I Melanie said, oh, Ryan, I think it was. Yeah, something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. So the... Um, the one, po- and then I posted to it. Said that's not even the best one. The best one is where she said the whole van was photoshopped with all the mag stuff. Know, in I know. I love this. It's like you know. Again, we,
1: we, we, and you've heard me say this since we began this podcast. The fundamental breakdown of consensual reality of critical thinking is they can't possibly even try on something that's different from their prejudice or their or current opinion. Right. They cannot even expose themselves to the possibility that facts refute their position. They have to go to, oh, it must have been aliens with the Photoshop and they made that whole thing. Like, or you heard other people saying, like, that van's too clean and too perfect. This is obviously a false flag, blah, 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 right. blah, well, blah. And,
0: and that was her thing. And I'm like, no, you know what? I mean, you know, they, he's got pictures with with Obama and crosshairs, Hillary and crosshairs, right. Clinton and Michael Moore, Michael yeah. Moore and crosshairs, and right. you know, and then they left one for Robert De Niro, and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's good, because De Niro's <laughs> going to react like I'm going to react. Yeah, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. that bu- to me? Is are you talking to me? <laughs> are you are you are you talking to me? Right, you know right, that. <laughs> You know, hey, here's what you you're a fucking mutt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. De Niro doesn't hold back.
0: No, and no. you know, and I appreciate that. And that's what I really wish the whole Democratic Party would do, is go. Hey, you know, do. Um, I'm you know, with my, you. My 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 favorite thing is the Italian pinwheel. Right. You know, <laughs> and that's uh, for those of you who, since it's a podcast, let me paint this. Uh, let me do a little theater of the mind for you. <laughs> you have to extend both your arms straight out, right and left, straight out. Okay. Fist pointed up in the air, raise your middle finger, and just start turning around. It's, it's that's, very effective. That's the Italian pinwheel. Just <laughs> who did it? I miss? Yeah, that I couldn't missed anybody because I did a complete 360 yeah, right there. That's true. So, so that, so then we got the bomber, hmm. and then the next thing up is the synagogue.
1: Yeah.
0: So some lady. Ninety-seven years old gets to survive the fucking Holocaust. Uh, I'm only... gonna call you on that one. That's not
1: true. What? Snopes called that out. It's not true.
0: She's a Holocaust survivor. Mm-mm. No.
1: Check Snopes. Yeah, I saw it this morning. Turns out not the case. It became a story very quickly, but oh. she's certainly ninety-seven. But she wasn't a Holocaust survivor. I know. I was surprised too because it certainly helped amplify the story. Yeah. But not—not not that her death is any less tragic. No, no, yeah. no, no,
0: no. But still, a ninety-seven. Well, all right. Lo, lo, let's just lo, let me let me spin that to basically saying she probably knew enough people who survived the Holocaust. Certainly, certainly. And there um, were—I was not aware of that. And I'm going to Snopes. Snopes.
1: Yeah, that's actually where I saw it this
0: morning. All right. So. Well, I trust—I I trust them. And so eighty-six-year-old couples and yeah, you know people in their fifties just all gunned down, all senseless, and then he goes on and says it's tragic. Then he goes on and says, if there was an armed guard in there, I got oh news God. for you. This guy gunned down four cops. No kidding. No you kidding. Know? No kidding. Like, yeah, more
1: guns is what's going to solve the problem, guns,
0: you idiot. And then hours after that, the fucking idiot is armchair quarterbacking the goddamn World Series oh, game.
1: That was just so cold. So
0: cold. Like, but... is, are you really, you know, I shouldn't be surprised anymore. I know. I'm the same way. I have surprise fatigue. (laughs) I should not be surprised anymore at anything this man does. But just the fact that just mere hours, hours, not even a full 24-hour cycle, mere hours after that he is tweeting about a fucking baseball game. Right. So let's let's draw this
1: into, again— it's easy to say this singular person caused all this. We know that people spend lifetimes steeping in hatred and steeping in darkness and steeping in all kinds of biases and prejudices and so forth. But this president and his ilk seem to have unlocked the cage. It has given permission to people like the man who went into the Kroger after being denied entry to a black church yeah. and shot two two people of color just at random in front, this guy in front of his eight-year-old grandchild. I know, I know. What kind of darkness? And I'm saying, like, insanity lives, hatred lives. This is a country that has known hatred a long time. God knows. But it has been given cover and or encouragement from its titular head. And it has reached the point where him not denouncing these things is a tacit endorsement of them as far as I'm concerned, to not come out and say and to come out and say, oh, yeah, we really need to be more civil with one another. Yeah, we need more unity. And then to turn around and just take a crap on CNN and take a crap on this and take a crap on that. It's entirely disingenuous. And someone has given him a script to read because presidents have to do this right now. And then he goes off script and says, yeah, I'm still a dick.
0: Yeah, there's no question about it. You can say whatever you want to say. Again, back to that stupid Facebook trolling thing. He came out and he denounced it. No, he didn't. No, he never did. No, God. no, he, he read a statement about denouncing it. Right. He didn't denounce it. There's a goddamn difference. It's like hostage video. Right. You read from this exactly what it is, so that they think it's coming from you. Right. But anybody who freaking knows you knows that it's not coming from you. Right. Don't you dare insult my intelligence by just because fucking words come out of his mouth. Yeah. That that's their his words. They're not. There's this, a discernible difference here.
1: This is the same guy who a week ago was applauding to his Nazi rally, the uh, a physical assault of a journalist yeah. by a body legislator. Slamming. Oh, body give s- me a body yeah. slam. And then saying, oh, we need to be more civil. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm. You know, and so then Sarah Sanders, when asked the question directly, is the press the enemy of the people? She couldn't say no. She couldn't even say, well,
0: of course not. That's, you know. No, that would be ridiculous. But she couldn't and wouldn't say it. No, we can't. And, you know, so, you know, as as we look down these three separate instances, uh, bombings or or just mail bombings. All Mm -hmm. right. Nothing went off. Nobody got hurt. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Um, Because violence tends to solve things. Yeah, uh, it does. It does over and over again. Um, And this is all Trump. Mm-hmm. And and we've got synagogue a uh, synagogue massacre eleven dead, mm-hmm. all right. And I I had to look up the Snopes because I doubted you. So I didn't want any of this to be true. But mm. you know there there's you know there's definitely a, a deeper story if.
1: Oh God knows every one of those stories of the people in the synagogue. And let's acknowledge too that many of our our friends of the Jewish faith are really, really shaken by this. Now, mind you, if you're a caring person at all, you're shaken by any unnecessary death and any violent death by someone full of hatred. One no of
0: our, one of I told you I ran into uh, one of the local editors of our, our one uh, of our local newspapers yeah. who who was so forty eight hours later distracted by this thing he could barely utter a sentence. Yeah.
1: And this is the thing, when people are given license and or encouragement and or cover to hate whole groups of people and to then choose to act violently on random members of that group of per- people, what the Fuck have we become?
0: Yeah, we've become umbrellas.
1: Let's be mindful, though. I'm also hearing myself say that, knowing that this has been true for many people in this country yeah, for a long time. I know, and we can talk lynchings. We can talk eugenics. We can talk all kinds of ways people have been horrible. horrible. I, I was
0: saying to my wife the other day, we, we, we took a ride to go uh, grab some things, and I said, look, I don't know if this was just some conscience mo- conscious moment I had or if it was a dream or what it was or just some rash realiza- realization that – humanity since the inception of it has sucked <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. you know you,
0: strangely you, enough i may push back with you on that <laughs> why it's always sucked um, we have always there have some people there have been some people who have done the american indians um probably uh, unless there was intertribal war, but oh, there, certainly there was. Know, there was even know.
1: slavery. There were ways. Yeah. the noble savage idea. And again, that's a phrase I don't care for, but it's one that's commonly known. There were some bad things that happened, but but in proportion, this was not. You know, and again, you can't generalize about all the nations of of uh, of, what, of the former North American continent, um, but. It's a question of proportion. You know, people have you know, had bad things attached to them throughout. Mm-hmm. I think it's, again, we're going way too deep here, but the, it's the advent of so-called civilization and nation states where things became kind of weird. So indigenous people, I think you find, if you look around all the continents, indigenous people tended to live in a certain relative balance. Again, asterisking here, not everybody was perfect. This was an all, it wasn't all just you know, touchy-feely. Right. But we reached a point now where powering over is the new medium, and powering over other people and taking their shit. Right. And then you know, like as we see with the one percent as we see with this country, as we see with many countries.
0: Well let me let me just let me just bring it back to that. I mean, this is what I was beginning to realize. I mean caveman when when they wanted something, they hit it over their head and they took it. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the things that are now symbols of strength, samurais and, and vikings. Mm-hmm. These are all people that were mm-hmm. that were formed from I'm going to kill you. I will cut the heads off your children. I will rape your women before I kill them. And then I'm going to take all your fucking shit, then kill you. Right. And that's that's (coughs) samurais who did it cleanly with swords. Vikings, on the (laughs) other hand, you know, Vikings came in and did the same thing. I mean, these are all just these warring, violent, uber-violent cultures. But let's
1: remember, too, though, that one of the things that, that happened was there was a shift. And certainly around the Enlightenment, we all sort of said, wait. This is stupid, right? I mean, we didn't all clearly, quite clearly, and, and and God knows it never got, it didn't get instantly perfect for for most people. But I'm just suggesting there was a time when we said, hey, maybe we're doing this wrong. But I would also suggest that the only reason that you and I are standing here talking at all is because the human species thrives on cooperation. Right. It does not thrive on dominance. It is a model that does not work. It's a patriarchal model, and it's being shown to not work and may well lead to the end of the species, and the universe will yawn and won't care. But cooperation is one of the reasons that we're alive. We're a tribal cluster. You know, we cluster. We mm-hmm. come together. We work. Everybody has different strengths, and the strength of the group is where it happens, and the cooperation within that group is where it happens. And when we become a dominant force and say, say let's call it a nationalist force as our president hey, Say, yeah yeah, um, forgot
0: about that one. And
1: say, screw them. We're coming to take your shit. Yeah, that's where it all starts to break down. And then you've got people applauding that, and oh, then blowing, then sending, that, and sending
0: explosives through the mail. At that, not just enemies. applauding, but like becoming just to the brink of sexually aroused by yeah, it. Well, I wouldn't even say the brink, probably. Yeah, but yeah. So you know, there there is all that. But but what can you do about it, right? Well, hey, good news. Yeah. Good news. We got this thing called an election coming up.
1: Oh, I wish it was just that. I agree with you, and that's the focus right now. And I'm even you know, biting my tongue about the things that piss me off about Democrats because vote for Democrats right. or else is my feeling at this well, point. But there's so much more action and activity that has to occur in our little moments and our large moments. And, and this country as a whole had either better wake up wake up to the fact that it's literally being dismantled by fascists. Yep. And And we can look at what happened in Brazil just yesterday. They elected a horrifying man that makes Trump look like a saint he is a horrifying right wing fascist asshole right. this is sweden you know all around the, the the world we're looking at this rise of this right wing you know uh, patriarchal you know violent sort of hate filled urge uh, urge and we're either going to have to make a choice as a species now that that's not going to work for us or it's going to be the end of us
0: right so have you heard of uh, electoral staining ew Isn't there?
1: Oh, it's going to make a (laughs) terrible laundry joke. No, I have not.
0: All right. So when we come back from the break, let's talk about electoral staining. Hooray. Hey. All right. So speaking of which, uh, we'll be right back. Oh, good idea. I've been Fish. I've been Steve. And uh, we will be that on the other side of this after we hear from Serious (laughs) Natural Remedies and Mocha Joes, not necessarily in that order. More at TheEarspoon.com.
1: Ceres Natural Remedies offers New England's largest selection of CBD products for health and wellness. With over 60 brands, we represent all methods of CBD delivery including extracts, capsules, edibles, vape, topical, body care, and beverage products infused with hemp. We bring together artisanal quality and science-based healing. Experience the healing benefits of CBD for people and pets. Visit us in Brattleboro or at our flagship store, 190 College Street, Burlington.
0: One of our favorite things to do while we're doing the podcast, mm-hmm. drink Mocha Joe's coffee. We really need to get a sound effects library, <laughs> all right? But that was inadequate. But it was real. It was real, authentic. And Mocha Joe's uh, has started here in our little hamlet of Brattleboro, Vermont, in yes. the late '80s, and yes. has boomed. And they uh, they do all kinds of great uh, products and have swag. You can go to their website, mochajoes.com, Order coffee by the pound, uh, and we uh, we eat it by the pound here. We do. I don't. I prefer just to eat the beans straight. Straight. No, Crunchy a no, little true. bit. One of my favorite things about Mocha Joe's is mm-hmm. the fact that they support the the farmer. Yeah, you know they really do. They have the fair trade coffees that they they go after all the time. They're constantly uh, traveling around and
1: yeah. And I got to say that I mean that's one of the first places I ever heard of the term fair trade when I first got here twenty years ago. They were talking about this well before I think a lot of other people. And certainly, it's now quite a thing. But being hip to how you supply your people and your your customers and caring at all and. Also, I mean, ultimately, it winds up being a good economic choice, but they're just, it's the rightest thing to do. And and, and farmers get kind of screwed, and Mocha, Mocha Joe's makes sure that they don't. That's
0: right. And it's one of the reasons why uh, we just love having them as part of the podcast and uh, hope to have them for years to come. Amen. So go check it out, mochajoe's.com. If you live uh, here locally, of course, you just stop down at the little cafe. Yeah. <sighs> That's one of the coolest shops in town. Definitely is. More at theearspoon.com. Welcome back to the podcast. I am fish. I am also fish. And uh, you can download this podcast of course wherever you get your uh wherever you get your podcast or at theearspoon.com. As always, you can leave us a comment and you should. And you should. We encourage it. We would <laughs> love to hear from you. Um, or you can rate it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. So we would appreciate the uh, feedback, please. By all means, uh, hit it. You can give it away for for trick or treat. Yeah, that's coming up. Yeah,
1: all right. Just saying, kids there. come say, hey, have you have you heard about the ear spoon? Here, and you don't yeah. have to give them candy. You, and can you just,
0: say, just, <coughs> just write it out on a little piece of paper and drop it in the bag. They'll there love is. it. There it is. It's like getting <laughs> it's like getting the candy apple. Like really, it's got oh. an apple in it. I don't want that. Can't you? Just <laughs> I can do it with the apple, for Christ's sakes. So tell me about electoral staining. Oh, electoral staining. Uh, electoral staining is uh, what you've seen it. There's usually a uh, woman in, in – uh, uh, there's a classic uh, photo of a, of a woman who walked hundreds of miles to vote, and she has to stick her finger in, an, like, a uh, blue dye mm-hmm. and hold it up. And that basically says, I cast my vote. I mm-hmm. can't cast it again. And that uh, will stick around for weeks, months maybe even. Now, could you imagine somebody in the good old U.S. of A. having to do that to prove that they voted or to prove that they can't vote again? Could you imagine that? No. What would it, that look like? According to uh,
1: the, let's call it the Republican Party in specific, <laughs> people. the idea is uh, that there's perpetual and, and pervasive electoral fraud, voting yeah. fraud,
0: which has been proven to be an absurdity. Well, you know, here's the thing now. Um, people are now in, in Texas who have voted for Beto. Oh, I saw that, uh, are, huh? are now uh, saying that their votes were switched to Cruz. I don't know how any of that, how, how you know that. I don't know. Um, oh, I
1: do know. Some people went to the end. of They voted straight party line. By the time they went back and audited before they hit the submit button, everything had been changed over to the Republican oh, Party.
0: Oh, so they're discovering this in the booth. Yeah. That was the piece of the story that I missed. At that part, I didn't know. Hmm. Leah
1: McElrith, I think, is the person I follow. I think that's how you say her name, uh, who was the first person I saw say that she is a Texan and voted that way and, and was stunned to find uh, that she's a, a pundit of sorts. So I would wow. check her out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. So uh, electoral stating, uh, electoral ink is is uh, how a lot of these countries, I don't want to call them third world, but a lot of these kind of more depressed, Places where you go to vote for one thing, not mm-hmm. like here where we kind of get to decide on a lot of bigger issues um, when you go to the booth, especially in, in local elections. So like uh, when the mid- midterms come in here on our local ballot, there will be other initiatives that um, you know local select board and sure, uh, sure. Uh, town officials will try to have people vote on during this election. It makes sense. Uh, but will you go out and vote? You know, you can if you're local here. We've got a little website called WyndhamVotes.com, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, that will get you a ride. That will get you information. That will tell you where you need to go vote. Uh, if you want to volunteer, all of that. And there are sites. You know, the guys from Pod Save America have a, a website called Vote Save America. Right? So, oh, really? Yeah. Did not know that. And uh, so that, that that will handle if you're if you're um, that that one person that listens to us in Alaska, and and we thank you. <laughs> For your listens, we we see we, we don't know who you are, but we see that you're listening, right. and um, and and you know uh, that you have to live amongst the Palin's is bad enough. Uh, I was resisting a Palin joke, but <laughs> no, no, you got to. Sure every Alaskan yeah. is like, oh, stop with yeah, it. Can't <laughs> put lipstick on a pig, oh, uh, but whatever that is, and uh, so. You know, you can figure out where to vote, but you must, must, must vote. And I was thinking to myself uh, about Americans having to be so inconvenienced to st- stick their finger in a well to prove that they voted or so that they couldn't vote again and how many people just wouldn't do it. I know.
1: Yeah. Pretty true. Well, what are we, we're we happy when one in five people comes out to the polls. Right. We feel like that's a great success. It is a great success. <laughs> you know, then, and again, we, you know, we've spent some time on this podcast talking about what truly is democracy, what's representative democracy right. in any form. And again, not parsing it into what's a republic, what's a democracy. But when people show up to vote or when we – let's say we are a, a people-driven uh, governance that says, oh, we will – like as the experiment originated, mm-hmm. let's empower the people to decide how they want to be governed which it was pretty, you know, pretty shocking at the right, time. Right. And now we reached the point where, you know, you hear from people, I was busy" or "I don't I'm not political." Yeah. <laughs> know.
0: Like, "And my vote doesn't count anyway." Yeah. Right. So they're all they're all a bunch of liars. Like, "Well, yeah. let's hold on." And, and somebody said some somebody just recently said to me, "And if you don't vote, you don't get to complain." Mm. Well, you know, I think you should vote. Mm-hmm. I won't disagree. I won't take the case, but if you don't vote, then you don't have the chance yeah. to to fight the things that you might want to um help fight. Okay, but if you don't vote, you will certainly be impacted. Yeah. There there is there is a wave that will hit the shore right. on that eventually that will somehow impact you that you could have you could have prevented if enough of you went out to vote. Now and no. and that's it so it's it's really important and for the things that we laid out in the first half of the podcast uh you know the synagogue shooting the the mail bombers the thing that happened at Kroger's the you know the um, you are in the whole Trump um, video of him just leaving the umbrella out there. <laughs> We're that umbrella that's kind of banging around out there and just sort of with people sort of stepping around it. That is how our administration is viewing us, as this inconvenient thing that they don't know how to fold up and make happen. Right,
1: and I think the conservatives and the r- Republican, and, and I would say the Democrats to a lesser degree, there's a there I think is a resignation to the idea that people are are apathetic Mm ill-informed and otherwise indifferent. And if that were to shift, if we were simply to go to 50%, 50%, imagine 50% oh of eligible God. voters showing up, this country would change overnight because you also know that the majority of people that aren't showing up tend to lean left. Mm-hmm. People that don't show up are, are so disgusted with the whole process, they're like, oh, screw it.
0: I'm just staying home.
1: Right. So if, if one out of two people showed up instead of one out of five, you would see, especially young people, which, right. by the way, numbers are looking good for early voting for young people. They're reaching record levels from 1994 at this point. So, well, if, If that's the case time. Yeah. And so the young people quite clearly sound like an old man using that phrase, but (laughs) let's say 30 and younger. Right. As younger, said the 56 year old that that, you know, if people actually just show up and vote at all, come what may. I mean, on any side of the continuum, that would portend great changes in governance in this country, and it would also shift the country to the left. What Republicans and conservatives don't want to realize is they are a dramatic minority, which is why they have to gerrymander, which is why they're 25% of the population, which is why they have to find all kinds of uh, of, of extra means by which to control rather than to actually be an expression of the will or the wish of the people, most people in this country lean progressive. Most people in this country lean social democratic. Right. You know?
0: And, you know, with big issues like health care still on the table and people still concerned about it, you know, I mean, <clears throat> so um, my wife and I just recently left um, an employee that we were there forever, forever. And having to figure out health insurance yeah. has been nothing short of a traumatic experience. Right. And the very thought that I might not be able to get insurance because I might have had a pre existing condition yeah. baffles my mind. Right. I yeah. mean, I am absolutely flipping floored by the thought that if I had some illness, I might be denied future health care because of it. Right. Is absolutely and that is in play.
1: And Mitch McConnell wants to come after your Social Security. So yeah. when you get to the point where you might want to retire and live on almost nothing, right. he He's, wants to take that he away. He wants
0: to take that away, basically saying that it's sinking the country when, indeed, nothing could be further from the truth. And, in fact, the the Republican God known as Reagan mm-hmm. had basically years beforehand in the 80s Disemboweled that and left it to die by saying that Social Security has absolutely nothing to do with the national debt. Right. It is paid for by you, put into a separate fund, should right. not be mixed up. So, Mitch McConnell, fuck you.
1: Yeah, kind of. And and the entire Republican Party, who was this is a shell game. Mitch McConnell is is he's a lot of terrible things, but he's not stupid, and he's basically oh, playing, he's a cunning fuck, isn't he's he? A cunning as hell, and and dare I say. He's not really got a very discerning audience. No. So oh. people, Oh yeah, the social security. Here, let me give you my social security check because I'm obviously living too well as a seventy year old. Yeah,
0: as a seventy two <laughs> uh, yeah, you know? and then, you know, I haven't So
1: had, uh, I don't really need the the, the heat or the medicine or the food. You please take it and please do give this to the 1% who just got massive tax credits.
0: <laughs> oh man, you know, I just I had that conversation just about the about the whole tax credits and everything and and with a person who is in the know about taxes and who basically says, "You know what? People are going to realize when they go to file taxes this year yeah. exactly how nothing they got." Yeah. Yeah. Surpri- that
1: would be surprising because nobody would have pretended that. Nobody would have known that was going to happen, right? No. Except for every one of us that was screaming that this is a bunch of chicanery and it's a shell game. Yet what is it about the the, the vulnerable – what's the word I want? The gullibility of people, regular working people. Now, I may disagree with people on a, on a – political sure. level, yep. but if you're living in the middle of Missouri and you're a Republican voting, Trump supporting, and whatever, and you're working a job all day long, you deserve to be paid well. You deserve to have a cost of living where you can afford the fundamentals yeah. to have some savings and retire at an appropriate age. And this is not the party that has any interest in your well-being. None whatsoever. I'm not a fan of the Democrats,
0: but they're ten times better than the oh, Republicans. Yeah. They, they are the lesser of two evils. Listen, growing up, where I grew up in New York, I grew up in Queens, New York. I've heard of it. My dad dad worked my mm-hmm. mom was a stay-at-home mom could do that back the, then. the Rosses across the street the dad worked the mom was a stay-at-home mom the Wagnells same thing yep. the uh the, the 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 Abramowitzes next door same thing mm-hmm. the the O'Shea's across the street same thing what Come on, were, the O'Shea's. Oh, yeah.
1: Did I mention I went to Ireland?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, the guy was at the time uh, yeah. was a, a he was from Ireland. He was an Irish. Oh, directly yeah, from. He oh, was so directly well. from Ireland. Uh, his wife was from Ireland. His kids were born and raised here, and he was a professional Irish singer. Used to tour. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of a neat story. But again, he went out, earned the living. Yeah. And and. There was the stay-at-home mom, so there was that sort of that that nuke family dynamic thing. You could afford where, the where rent or the one, mortgage, right? You yeah. could afford one person could go out and make the living, and guess what? Mm. Maybe get to go have a couple of weekends away a year and go on vacation. Sure,
1: why not? Well, we had the same growing up when I was a kid. My dad had a job. My mom was raising us and then decided she wanted a career. She wanted one before the kids came, but she finally went back, got her degree, and wound up being a professor and, and, you know, had a hell of a career, a very strong woman, proud Mm -hmm. to say. Uh, but, But, you know, We didn't have to have that. No. We were were as middle income as anybody. And and where I grew up, like we had a house and we didn't have extra money. We didn't take a lot of big vacations. But, you know, we had to watch what we did. But that was a possibility. Now that is out the window unless you're making six figures plus and you're in the,
0: say, top five, 10%. Yeah. And that's where it is. So, um, in in this podcast, uh, and we started out with talking about uh, Trump and the umbrella thing, uh, know that if you're listening to this podcast, you are the umbrella. Mm-hmm. I am the umbrella. Yeah. Steve is the umbrella. Cuckoo, I am, cachoo. I am the Eggman. and <laughs> I beat you to it. I know. I beat I know. you to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and and just go out and I we implore you mm-hmm. to vote.
1: Well, and again, I think it's worth emphasizing... Yes, please vote. Let's assume that the people listening to a political, politically charged podcast are intending to vote. Find a friend. Take Seek that. out a friend. Find somebody who you wonder if they are not right. voting and, and have a discussion with them.
0: Ask the question. I've been doing that a lot. Well, you're, yeah. you're going to vote, right? Well, we're in Vermont, but it doesn't matter. You have to go out and vote. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter right. if your state's going to flip red, if it's going to flip blue. Yep. You have to get out and try to vote
1: right and vote down the ticket and vote for you know dog catcher if you have to but get out there and express your wish
0: for how you are to be governed all right so next week um by the uh we'll be recording this maybe on election day we might delay it we have to we have to get into our planning strategy meeting and figure this out but uh Hmm. we'll still be we'll either be in the know (laughs) I <laughs> will be way too depressed to do this.
1: Wow, oh, good point. Oh, Lord. I, we'll have to think about this. I don't yeah. know which I prefer.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I know this. I'm Fish. And I'm Steve. And this is The earspoon. Go ahead and download it uh, wherever you get your podcasts or go to theearspoon.com. Lots of other cool stuff there.
1: And thanks for listening. And please feel free to uh, to participate in the discussion even after the fact.
0: Yeah, Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, do it.
1: This is Earspoon. You're home for the shit you're thinking, anyway.